Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, everyone. It is Wednesday, November 3. This is Dwight Beal, and this is Day 3 with Brad Koning. How you doing, Brad? Doing great. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, you bet. This is fun. Brad, give us a little bit more of your history. You told us sort of how long you've been at VP, but tell us why you stay at VP. What is it that makes you feel like, hey, this is a family we want to continue to be a part of? Yeah, I I think that's pretty simple. Um, It's simply the relationships. There's so many people at VP that are just like family to us. And Mm -hmm. there's not even a thought. I mean, when you think of like going somewhere else or doing something, it doesn't even seem to resonate because why would you leave family like Mm. it's it's just one of those things um i don't know how to say it any different right but that's it oh that's really cool and i pray that uh more and more christians not only at vp but at churches everywhere will find a sense of family at the place where they worship because that's such a huge part of it i think probably most people are either attracted to or stay at a church not necessarily because the music's great or the preaching is amazing but because they feel a sense of belonging right yeah i would say so so it's not always quick you know it takes time and it takes vulnerability and openness and all these all the same things that go into any relationship uh you just gotta be willing to do that with your church family so you bet cool thanks for sharing that hey let's jump into today's passage it is first kings chapter 17 and the Bible reading says 8 to 16, but I asked Brad to include one more verse, <laughs> just to start in verse 7. We can so, manage that. Yeah. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I've directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. I'm probably saying that wrong. Anyways, when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called and bring me, please, a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, Hmm. only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. She went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Awesome. Is there any New Testament story that this passage reminds you of? 
the feeding of the 5,000. Totally. Comes through. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Never ending bagels and fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what stood out to you most in this passage? A thing that just hit me was when she says, we're going to make this bread to go home and eat it and die. Yeah. The despair this woman must have felt mm-hmm. being asked for her last piece of bread. Mm-hmm. Like she was going to bake that for herself. This lady's probably been at the end of her ropes asking God, you know, for any help, right? you know, save us. Yep. And this guy comes along and wants the last little bit like she, mm-hmm. and she's probably obligated in that culture to, to give it right. The mm-hmm. hospitality side. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the amount of despair she had and yet, she went and did it and mm-hmm. obeyed. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. That he would say, bring me a piece of bread. And then she says, okay, yeah, I'll give you a piece of bread. And then we're empty and we're going to die. <laughs> and then Elijah says, yeah, yeah. Go make that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a little comedy in here. It's dark, but there's right. comedy it's, it's a dark comedy. Yeah. I know you just said you're going to die, but yeah, go make that for me anyway. Uh, so at first you're like, wow, that's a little insensitive. But then he follows that, right, with, oh, and by the way, you're not going to run out of oil and uh, flour until I send rain on the land. Mm. It's so good. Do you recognize the word Zarephath or Zarephath? I don't know. I'm not sure how you say it either. Let me say it sounds familiar, like I've heard it before, but yeah, I've heard this story before too. So. Yep. There's this scene in Luke chapter four where Jesus is the one who's reading that day in the synagogue and he opens up Isaiah 53, you know, and he, uh, or Isaiah 61 rather, and, and reads this prophecy about himself, right? And everybody's like all amazed and they're like, wow. And then Jesus says, you know, the word of God is fulfilled today in your hearing. And then he says, oh, and by the way, there were a lot of widows in Zarephath, you know, that Elijah could have gone to, but he, or a lot of widows in that land, but he went to one in Zarephath. Basically what he, I've always wondered, why is that such a, why did the people get so mad when he shared that? Well, it's because she's a Gentile, you know, she wasn't part of the Hebrew Jewish clan. Hmm. So Jesus was saying, there's a lot of widows he could have gone to, to get some food. But God led him to a Gentile, and she was living in this land that they worship Baal. You know, it's it was like this pagan area. But this woman lived, who was a Gentile living in this pagan area, and she might have been a pagan worshiper. We don't know. But she's the one that helped, uh, gave Elijah his sustenance. Anyway, it's just an interesting tie-in, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. Really cool tie-in. It's good to know. I wasn't even paying attention, you know, like, yeah, what this place is or what her backstory is. Sure. So any, anything else stand out to you in this passage? Uh, thinking of Elijah, you know, like you wonder when he says things to her, like this is never going to run out. Mm-hmm. How sure was do, he? Do you, Yes. So do you ever have that? Like I always have this say always, let's say I'm dealing with somebody, especially non-believer and 
things are going difficult. I've had this before. I remember a time I had a guy come to me and I think his niece or somebody had been in a terrible accident. And I knew he wasn't a believer. He was pretty far from God, mm-hmm. but I was feeling called to, to step into that. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, I believe that God can save her and heal her. And would you mind if we just prayed a minute before you run out and go to the hospital or whatever? Yeah. And so we prayed and did that. But I re- I remember leaving that room and then getting back in my chair and I, I literally started praying. I'm like, God, can you please make sure that this happens? Like, right. I just basically told this guy that you were going to do this <laughs> and I, I really need you to come through. Yes. So you sit there and, and you're sweating. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. She ended up being okay. She, uh, she had like a, I don't know if it was miraculous, but things worked out at the hospital and she ended up being, being great. And, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm trusting there was some goodness that the Lord brought to his life through that. But um, it's one of those things where you go, okay, some of these prophets, when they say things like, are they literally hearing God say that? Or are they kind of saying this and then, you know, going, Lord, please, please, please. Right. <laughs> and for how long? <laughs> right. And I can so relate to you doing that. Certainly doesn't look like Elijah was in that spot. No. Now, he no. could have been, and, and we just don't know it. It wasn't recorded, but it seemed like he was pretty confident yes. that he was speaking the word of the Lord. He's probably He probably experienced that stuff enough to do, to know not to even question it, right? Right. Like, yep. if, you, if he's hearing it inside in whatever way God speaks to him, he knows God's going to follow through. Yep. I'm glad you shared that, Brad, because... That encourages me, and hopefully it encourages our listeners, too, that if God gives you an—John uh, Wimber, who was the founder of the vineyard, he called it an unction. An unction is like a feeling in your gut that God wants to move somehow, right? Yeah. And that's what you got. You, you got kind of an unction that I think God wants to heal this person, right? Yeah. And then you stepped out in faith on it. Mm-hmm. And— the thing is, when, when we step out in faith, it's like, God, you're our plan A. We don't have a plan B here. So it really tests your faith, doesn't it? Yeah, because if it doesn't work out in a case like that, you know, it's like, well, why why would you even pray? Why would you even do that? Like, right. you know, it's not good if it doesn't work out. <laughs> right. And I think it's good sometimes when we put ourselves out on a limb like that with God, because I think our faith grows. What did I hear just in the last 24 hours? Oh, I think it was something that Alex Absalom said at the Hearing God conference this last weekend. He said, so oftentimes we pray prayers that are so safe and so small that we really don't need God to show up to answer our prayers. We could sort of answer our own prayers. Yeah. And he encouraged us to pray prayers that are big enough that if God doesn't show up, we got egg on our face, you know, mm-hmm. encourage us to take those kinds of risks. That's where our, our faith often grows, but we got to be fairly sure that we're hearing from the Lord <laughs> too. Yeah. You need a little bit of that, right? Yeah. For but sure. yeah, that's a great word. I think he said that on Sunday too. Did Same he? Thing of like pray big. Yes. You yeah. Know? I think that maybe that was on Sunday. Well, good. Well, how can you turn our Bible lesson 
and reading today into a blessing for our listeners? Well, listeners, you need to know that God loves you and God is watching you and he sees you. May you just feel his blessing today in whatever way you need it. May your hands be open and may you receive all the goodness that God wants to give you. Right on. Thanks, Brad. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.